Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation that's meant to help you drift off and who knows, maybe even find yourself some sleep. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. I'm Amanda Barker. I'm back. Amanda, we have a morning coffee in front of us. We do. We're recording today in the morning, so you may hear some little clanks from the cup touching the saucer. Coffee clanks. Yeah. Look, we talk about clanks a lot on this podcast. We're bringing a real sleep energy to this, to the microphone today, because I think we're still dreamy ourselves. It's true. It's true. We had some of our listeners reach out. They said they enjoyed last week's episode and that it took them many times to hear it all the way through. And That's I just want to... We want to know. Oh, and we also want to give you permission to not have to listen to the whole yeah. episode. You yeah. don't don't feel you have to do that. I was going to say that's what we like to hear, and I said that's what we want to know. Well, we do want to know how know, people are enjoying it. I know, it weird. Um, that's what we think we heard. Yeah, certainly no, is. that makes sense. See what I mean? We're not, we're not fully there yet. I am. Okay. Um, you know, I wanted to think of an episode or thinking, think of a subject matter we could talk about today, and neither of us really came up with anything too exciting. But uh, you were thinking airplanes, and I was thinking things that sparkle or sparkling things. Airplanes sparkly. Do sparkle. they? Yeah, I was just thinking air travel because I love air travel, and I think we've talked about that. But I love airports, and I love planes. What makes a good airport for you if you're going to be there for a bit? Well... As someone who's traveled to a lot of them, and and there are a lot of people, I'm certainly not the most traveled person in the world, um, nor am I the least, but I did travel as much as I could when I was young. And then later on in life, I had a job that afforded me and allowed me and needed me to travel once a week, generally speaking. So that went on for a few years. So in that time, I saw a lot of small airports in the United States. So I would say I'm more well-versed in that. Now, mind you, 
Airports do become a blur when you're on them all the time. But for me, a good airport is a clean airport. Sure. An organized airport. When you say when you're on them all the time. I meant like on planes all the time. Again, I may not be fully of this world She's a little bit blearied. A little bleary-eyed, which I hope to impart to other people who are um, wanting to join me in a bleary-eyed state of mind. State of brain, yes. Um, I like an airport that has um, high ceilings. Yes, you do. I like a high-ceilinged airport that conveys a sense of spaciousness, airiness, openness. I like walking through and having big windows, which many airports do, but not all. Sure. Um, I like you know, rocking chairs in airports became a thing. Yes, about, I, I know you enjoy a good rocking chair in the airport. About 15 years ago, the first time I ever saw rocking chairs in the airport was in Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina. And they may have been the first. They were the first I had ever seen. And that was one of the things that made them distinctive. And they're a hub. They used to be a hub for U.S. Airways back when that existed. And now they are a hub for American airlines who bought U.S. Airways. Charlotte's such a great city and such a great airport. And a shout out to Frankie Day, Mm -hmm. who's a friend of our show and has been on the show, um, who lives there. Mm -hmm. We miss Mm -hmm. her very much. And you and I spent a night in Charlotte. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. We we had an unexpected overnight, and so we made the most of that and went and saw some interactive art downtown Charlotte. We went out for some good... Eats. Yeah, like Southern kind of Caroline, Carolina kind of eats. Some were tasty. And then, uh, yeah, and had a nice night there, unexpectedly. I, I like an airport that has people... That can assist you. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes you go into an airport mm-hmm. and you're just, you're not exactly sure where to go or you just want to know which gate or you're looking for something in particular and you end up wandering. And wandering is fine when you've got time, but sometimes you want to get to, I like to get to the gate and know where my gate is. And so I like to ask people in airports, am I going the right way? What's happening? Um, I also like a clean airport, as you do. I like an airport that has places to visit. The odd gift shops. Okay. Restaurants. A nice coffee shop that makes really good coffees or teas or mixed drinks. I enjoy art in an airport. Oh, yes. We were recently in an airport because we flew to see our nephews in Halifax. Mm -hmm. And do you remember we were going through the airport and there was photos on the wall of different ice fishing huts across Canada? Did you see that? No. Where was that? I kind of pointed. In Halifax? This was in, this was in Toronto. Okay. Heading to Halifax. Oh, okay. And as we're walking I kind of tried to point them out, but you were kind of focused on, I think the, you know, the um, 
ground that walks for you. What's that called? Like the escalator oh, ground. Yeah. Uh, what's I that was, called? Um, walking. The mo- walking, people mover. I don't know. Walking floor. The walking floor. What is that called? Uh, it's called something. It's an escalator if it's up and down. Maybe f- it's an escalator if it's side to side too. Flat. Moving, flat. moving sidewalk, I think it's called. A flat escalator? Flascalator? Flascalator. Well, the flascalator wasn't working. And you were kind of focused on where you were walking. And I kind of said, oh, look at this. Isn't that kind of... And you were... I was in my zone. You were ahead of me and marching. I was. Yeah. Because where we last flew out, we flew out with a small airline, an airline we haven't used before. We had a great experience, so I'm happy to say that. But we did pack properly. You might remember, friends, we talked about Amanda's backpack and how we bought this backpack for actually this particular trip, Amanda, Mm -hmm. because it had to be smaller because this... This smaller airline or this this newer airline requires you to have only a very small backpack. Yeah. Now, some airlines that are very inexpensive, um, one way they make some of their money back is by by uh, charging you more for extra everything, right? Which I don't enjoy. Well, I don't mind it. Okay. Because if you know what you're getting into, as long as you read the fine print, then you know what you're getting into, I think. Fair. That's a fair so statement. So I don't mind it. And, and this trip, I didn't mind it. I looked up and, okay, I measured out what I needed for that carry-on because you're allowed one personal item. Because carry-on has become synonymous with a wheelie, a wheelie small luggage, really. A hat box, a tote bag. No, but but – there was a time, mm-hmm. and you and I, I'm looking up the generations right now to figure out when is Gen Z and when is Gen X and so on. Well, you and I are both Gen X, I've learned. Oh, am I? You are, yeah. I thought I was a millennial. No. <laughs> in my mind, I'm a millennial. I understand. In my in my mind, I'm a boomer. <laughs> but anyway, um, we uh, – What was I saying? Oh, there was a time, and I remember this time, and you probably do too, where a carry-on was not a small luggage before luggage had wheels. I mean, it actually hasn't been that long that luggage had wheels on it, and it's been even less time that luggage would have four wheels so that a spinner, as they call them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but a spinner is when the wheels on the bottom spin. There used to be four wheels that were static. But sometimes there was only two wheels, wasn't right. there? Right. Yeah, it was, it was, a, two, maybe it was, it was a two-wheeler, I yeah. think they were called. You could kind of prop it up, lean you, it over, and drag it. Yeah, you had to lean it mm-hmm. at like a 45-degree angle, I would yeah. say, and drag it behind you. Now the spinner, you could push it in front of you, and, and they go. And that's one of the things I like about airports, actually, too, is that constant hum of the those luggages, those carry-ons that kind of roll past. There's something really... I don't know, methodical about that. That I, I really, really I really go, I really enjoy going to the kiosk and putting in the information and having the sticker um, thing you put on the luggage. What's that called? The baggage tag. Baggage tag come out and putting it on my. We baggage. haven't had that experience in a while because we haven't had to do the kiosk thing. We've been doing it all online. I have a also, question. we were only – the last few trips we did, the last two trips was with your small bag. And my small bag, we did we, – we just traveled with a backpack. Well, Calgary, we both had wheelies. Oh, we did? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that well, was a oh, few that's weeks right. ago. Okay. 
um, but, but this ha- past one. How did your backpack work for this trip? Where Wonderfully. It was, where it was yeah. so, the sole thing. I was really happy about it. I packed three days in advance because I was in the mood to pack. And I do love, excuse my voice, I do love uh, small things. I love small things going into small spaces. It's why I love a tiny home and dream of living in a van. Oh, it's true. Um, For anyone who's going to the Maritimes, you just gave some advice to friends of ours who are going to PEI, which stands for Prince Edward Island, in case you're unfamiliar with that, which is a province here in the Maritimes on the east coast of Canada. Bring a sweater or something warm, even if you're there in the summer. You were just telling her friend Chris Bond that because mm. he's going to Prince Edward Island and the he's Maritimes very excited. Is, here's the thing. Yes. Most travel, and this is not unique to the Maritimes, but it's certainly something the Maritimes of Canada and I would say all the Atlantic provinces in Canada, because remember, Newfoundland is not a maritime. True. Um, you know, they all do their travel brochures and their travel ads in the month of July or maybe August. So you see people frolicking on a beach. You see people walking in a breezy laneway or... You know, people eating outdoors, dining al fresco. That's true pretty much anywhere for at least a few weeks out of the year. The rest of the year is not indicative of that. But that's not what the travel brochures will show you. So you have to remember that. I mean, now we live in an age where we can check the weather anywhere very easily. Sure. But as I learned in Calgary, the numbers don't always tell the whole story. They don't always tell the whole story. You have to remember to bring layers, right? Which is challenging if you're only bringing your tiny little backpack. But not impossible. Fair. You can always tie a sweater around a waist. A scarf can go a long way, too. It can. It can become a whole pashmina or just something around your neck or a pillow for the plane. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to... Get back to airports. Of course, let's okay? do it. Yeah, I just yeah. took a little detour. I was just wondering, there's an airport that has beautiful art, and I actually think it's Orlando when you're departing. But maybe I'm wrong. What airport is it that we've been to a few times that has, or maybe it's Miami. Detroit has a piano. Detroit does have a piano. A grand piano. And Detroit also has, on its people movers, um, those multicolor rainbow walkways that I just love. Yeah, there's a tunnel that you go through to get to, I guess, a terminal. Different terminals, yeah. Detroit is an airport that's sort of like Rome in that it has a center sort of circle area. Did you say Rome? Rome, the city of Rome. You know how all roads lead to Rome? All roads lead to Detroit. It's like a gigantic spider. Um, Detroit has its sort of main area, and then everything branches off of that main area. That's that airport. I see. I That's see. what I meant. So, I love Detroit. For the record, I love Detroit. Mm-hmm. I've said it many times. I've been to the airport a bunch. And um, I went, at one point, I was in their airport so much that I was always at that duty-free. And I would write a little note to myself in the dust on one of the shelves of the duty-free and then go back and see it the next week. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Just to see if they they uh, dusted. But, you know. Um, White gloved Amanda enters me. your airport. <laughs> Careful of that. 
I, Atlanta, I think, has art too, doesn't There's it? There's an airport, though, that has really beautiful art. Maybe it is Orlando, but it's not the terminal we're used to. Okay. I don't know. It's an airport I know I've been to a lot. Um, and now it's sort of, yeah, I think it's Orlando, but not, but when I picture Orlando, mm-hmm. the last few years that we've been, um, it wasn't there, so I, I like I like airports that have unique things in it that are that are local to them. So, for example, I remember traveling to the Aspen Airport in Aspen, mm-hmm. Colorado, many years ago for work, and they have a carousel for skis. Oh wow! For people that come with skis. Um, and speaking of Colorado, Denver Airport is an airport I love a lot. It has. Um, quotes on the walls, so like inspiring quotes about travel or quotations rather. Really? About, yeah. I always forget that when you talk about the thing, it's a quotation, not a quote. To quote is a verb. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you don't say it's a quote. You say it's a quotation. Quote the raven. Well, that's a verb. The raven is quoting. Um, so, yeah, it has... It has quotations about travel throughout the airport. Um, that's pretty pretty inspiring. And again, huge ceilings, big white walls. I have been to the Denver airport or the Denver airport, and I can't remember those quotations yeah, on the wall. Yeah, they're there. I remember it being a really pretty airport. In Incheon, South Korea which is now the main airport of South Korea. When I first lived there, it was Kimpo, but I've since been back, and it's now the Incheon Airport. Everyone knows that. (laughs) Um, They have a spa inside. And my sister and I, it's actually really neat because there's little rooms that you can go sleep or nap. A little nap room. Mm -hmm. So you can go and have a soak if you want. There's steam rooms, sauna, that kind of thing. Which airport were we in? And it was not too long ago where they had showers and they had a beautiful like spa-like shower. And we took showers in that airport. We took showers in the airport? Yeah, we took showers in the airport. We did. If we did, it would have been in one of those executive lounges. Okay, it was in an executive lounge. So my guess is it was in Europe, maybe? It was just... London, maybe. It was just a unique thing to take a shower at the airport. I just don't think that We must have been out all day. I mean, there must have been a reason that we did it. I think we were traveling a great deal. I want to say Bahrain. Oh, maybe it was Bahrain. Yeah. Yeah. Or rather, Istanbul. Perhaps. Yeah. Barely remember this, but I do remember sort of saying, "Okay, your turn, you go." And I think we must have been in a premium lounge, which I have to think we bought the passes to go there. Yeah, and I, could, I think we were spending a lot of time in that airport, and we're like, "Let's splurge and spend the money yeah. to stay in the executive lounge." I barely remember this, which I love an executive lounge. I haven't been to many, but the ones I've been to have been fun. I used to get passes for the Maple Leaf ones, for the Air Canada ones. I think you traveled so much that they gave you passes, right? Yeah. I was. Uh, I had so many air miles that they would send them to me. But I realized 
you have to be flying with them to use it. You can't just use it if you're in an airport with one. You they, have to have a ticket with them. Oh, so you can't if you're fl- can't be flying Delta, right? And, yeah, I that's learned too that bad. the hard way. That's well, too bad. Well, I I get it, kind of. I remember being in an executive lounge, going on the train in Toronto. Oh yeah, and I really enjoyed that because they they have a lot of different coffees and snacks that you can just go get. I love getting snacks. Well, Porter, the Porter Airport. Um, in Toronto, it's changed a little bit, but we love it because it's... It's called the Billy Bishop Airport. The Billy Bishop Airport, yeah. It's not the Porter Airport because there's Porter is the carrier that flies out of there, but also Air Canada flies out of there. That's I correct. think it's just the two. Yes, it's a small island airport. So when we say that, Toronto has an island. There's actually a movie that came out last night about the Toronto Island, uh, like a documentary. There is? Yeah, I was listening to it on the radio yesterday. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, it's at the Hot Docs Festival right now. Um, I love a good documentary. But the island is a very special place. We should probably talk about it someday on the podcast. Oh, that's a good thing to remember. Um, but uh, it's it's a small island that exists within the boundaries of Toronto. It's actually a national park, all of it, but people do live on it. They've had a long-standing agreement of a lease of land. Um, it's a long story. But anyway, there is a small airport on it, and you can take – it used to be you could take a ferry or the tunnel. I think it's just the tunnel now. I'm oh, I sure. think you can still take the ferry over. Yeah? Yeah. Not sure about that. I think someone reported to me recently that no, they don't run it anymore. Oh but my could goodness! Be, I could be wrong. Anyway, the you go into a very tiny parking lot, of which there's like ten spaces, so people are just dropping people off. The Loblaws across the street has more parking. Parking, yeah. yeah. Um, you go down an elevator and you go down a long one of those long tunnels, like they have in Detroit, only without the rainbows. A mini tunnel, if you will. A mini tunnel, yeah, under the water, and you come back up, and you're on the island at that point, and it's one lounge with little doorways, and it used to be that they had free snacks and coffee for everyone. That's since changed, and now they have. Uh, a little coffee place, and a little sort of wine and cheese kind of place. I know it's sad. I used to love the free the free little snickety snacks you could get there. I don't mind it, though, because it kind of keeps everybody in different seats kind of thing. Like I guess, It keeps yeah. it spacious, I think, having it like that. Anyway. When you're walking through the tunnel or that tunnel to get to the airport, the song Under the Sea plays. Which is funny because it's a lake. Yeah, it's true. No, it does not. But that's funny. Um, So, yeah, it's just lovely because you're sitting in a lounge enjoying a coffee and then you look, oh, I'm going to gate B. and It's right there. It's right there. And then off you go on your plane to your destination. It's just a very, in other words, the security is, is very simple. It's sort of one or two people. It's a very simple, sweet, lax easy and because it's so close to our house equally easy for that reason so it makes travel extremely easy i love that airport i really do certain airports do you find there are certain airports you enjoy going to so if you're like oh we're going to atlanta which is a very large airport 
There's something which I enjoy. I, I, we know it very well. We've been there a lot. I enjoy Atlanta. Who I, I love Atlanta too. It mm-hmm. has a lot of variety. It's large, but they they manage it so well. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. Each sort of area is its own little airport there. Sure. So you take um, like a monorail to each gate. By the way, that airport that I was thinking of with the art, I'm pretty sure it's Miami. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say call it and say it's Miami. Sure. And they have really, really beautiful and interesting art in glass cases throughout it. Like very, very interesting art. I, I don't ever remember going to the Miami airport. I think it is Miami. It's okay. one I know I went to many times. So I, I I would have to say it would be Florida. It could be Fort Lauderdale. But I think it's Miami. Might be. Anyway, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna say Miami has art. Sure. Tell me if I'm wrong. But what were you saying? Oh, I don't remember. But it, it was inconsequential. I'm sure. Oh, good. Um, I know the Boston Airport is like right in the city. It's one the one airport that's like, wow, this airport is right in the city. It sure is. When we worked on cruise ships, um, because Boston is a fairly small, geographically small city. We would sit on the deck of the cruise ship, and the planes would come so close. I mean, you could see the people in the windows, like sure. right overhead, coming close. And we would just sit and watch the planes as they flew right o- right above us, which was fascinating. You had reminded me how we were both in the Halifax airport one year, and you had a flight that was an hour before mine. Mm-hmm. And your flight left and, you know, it gave you a big hug. They were supposed to leave at roughly the same time, certainly within the hour, I remember. And I think it was just mine was booked by my company, I think, and yours was – we booked it. And that's the one we found. But they were within an hour. And that's a very small airport too. So we were anticipating seeing each other on the other side Mm -hmm. at the airport here in Toronto. And Amanda's airplane took off. And mine got delayed eight hours. So I spent eight hours in that airport um, waiting for my flight to take off. And you had a whole day. You must know that airport better than anybody. I do. I do. What's interesting about the airport in Halifax, or the thing that I find fascinating, if you haven't been there, this is totally true. Amanda will confirm this, is they have a giant tank filled with lobsters. This is true live lobsters that you can package or they'll package for you and you can take it to your next destination. Yeah, you can take them live or you can take them not live. Right. It's a lot of lobster if you want to be that person that shows up with lobster at your next destination. It's pretty neat. Ottawa has a nice airport. The airport in Ottawa is actually really, really simple and pretty. I don't think I've ever been to the Ottawa airport. I'm sure you have. Really? I'm pretty sure you have. It's the thing about, I mean, you and I have flown to Ottawa, haven't we? Or no? no. Do we always drive? Or we take a train, I believe. Ottawa's airport is nice because it has that Canadian thing, lots of wood. Um, and uh, That's Vancouver. Vancouver is definitely yeah. like that. Vancouver's a pretty airport. Vancouver's a pretty airport and immense. It's so immense. And usually everything is closed. Tall ceilings. <laughs> Every time I go to Vancouver, it's beautiful, though. Beautiful artwork. They yeah. did a great job. of. Vancouver's of, a beautiful, airy, large airport. Welcoming airport, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. yeah, whenever we're there, it's pretty empty, which I love. 
I enjoy the energy of Heathrow. I mean, who doesn't? I well, some, maybe some people, but I. There's a real energy and a vibrancy at Heathrow, almost like visiting a small city that I really enjoy. Oh, I would say. Just with the shops and so on. Heathrow is definitely its own little city. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, there's a lot going on. It's a big, big airport, Gateway Airport. Do you remember the time that we saw um, people uh, who thought that it was a rowing team? Yes. And we were flying to Spain from Heathrow. And so they had bought um, duty-free liquor. It wasn't Heathrow. It wasn't? They were a British team, oh, and it was, it was Frankfurt. Ger- it was Germany, yeah. Frankfurt, which is another big airport. So they thought when they had bought the duty-free that they were clear, but I think because it wasn't because it was, they figured in all of the Europe and in EU they would have been fine, right? But they weren't, and they weren't able to take it on the plane, and so they had these huge bottles of liquor. The reason they couldn't take it on the plane is because they thought they could just go from terminal to terminal, but you actually had to exit and come back in through customs security, through security. Yeah. I think because it was a different country, no. No, no. Uh, well, because we weren't staying in Germany. No, it was a different terminal. I think you had to exit and go to a different terminal. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Huh, okay. Well, if you know, listeners, and you've been to Frankfurt many times, perhaps you can enlighten us on exactly what happened with that rowing team. All I can tell you is those bottles of whiskey got cracked open, and I've never seen more fit people Drink so much alcohol. They were drinking. Just before they had to go through security. Because they had to throw them away. So they figured they'd at least have a, a tipple, as they say. Indeed. Well, I hope this podcast was your nighttime tipple and that it brought you to slumber without any effect of alcohol. Um, and we hope you enjoyed this trip through the many airports that we enjoy. Your favorite airport, Amanda, before we go? I'm going to go with Incheon, South Korea. Nice. I'm going to go with, well, you mentioned Rome. I'm going to go with Rome because we had a really great breakfast there. Did we? We did. We arrived bleary-eyed, and we got a little cappuccino, and I think it was a panino. Oh, yeah, and a panino. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Remember Vienna? Vienna Airport was great. You were making me laugh in Vienna. We had a sacra torte. Sacra torte. Yeah. Yeah, and you had never had one before. Yeah, and now I've had one in the airport in Vienna. There you go. Until next time, we hope you were able to listen and sleep. <laughs>